Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we are back on the wonderful topic of collegiate esports. Um, today, we're diving into the esports club sport and the casual organization at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Today, we're joined by Cindy, who is the VP of said organization in club sport, and the president, Alexia. So without further ado, Alexia, you're the president. You get a little bit of uh, bragging room there. So you get to go first. Introduce yourself. Tell me what got you started. What, what sparked the passion in esports um, to become the president at a you know, really big university? Um, and then how that took you to where you are now. So dive into that for us. Introduce yourself. So I'm Alexia. I've been attending UTSA now for two years. So really last year was my first year just being on campus and also joining Roadrunner Gaming, which I'd found just a couple of weeks before I attended the school there. Um, and really, I wanted to join a gaming club just so I could play with people because I had just gotten a, a laptop that wasn't a Mac, so I could finally play games on my laptop, all the popular games that people were playing. So at the time, Overwatch was like my big um, want to change into PC gaming because I had consoles like all my life, but being more competitive and wanting to just get better and talk to people um, Roadrunner Gaming really opened up to me. I had a family there as well as people just to play games with and it also just allowed me to be better at communicating with people even away from campus and just online in general. But that first year I helped out with our graphic design committee, our tabling committee, our events committee, and our fundraising committee. Um, I was more active in graphic design. That's one of my favorite things to do. And so that whole entire year was just me participating where I could, as well as playing games. Cause I didn't want to be on a team, but I still wanted to be involved in some way. Mm -hmm. um, after that, they opened up applications for officer positions. So last semester I was the public relations officer and I was able to help out with the committees I was on already, such as tabling and graphic design. And then at the end of that semester, it got a little, crazy just because our vice president needed to go and I wanted to step up and help even though I had only been on for a semester as an officer. Um, I felt like I learned a lot just as a public relations officer at that time and I wanted to learn more about esports so I wouldn't just kind of be there like yeah I like gaming mm -hmm. and here's some advertisements come and join us. I wanted to be more informed about what exactly I was promoting. Um, so I was able to become vice president at the end of that semester. And for the first couple of months, this current semester now that's just ended, um, I got to learn a lot, tried to do a lot of research on my own, and our president just didn't have the drive to be in charge anymore. And she didn't really find anything to help her keep that spark ignited. So I said I would take over, um, which I knew for me meant I had a lot of challenges to face because there was something she hadn't like introduced me to or told me about. And I had to just all of a sudden make sure everybody, including like our game coordinators that we have that help us out with the teams, like on track. Um, so these past couple of months now that I've been president, have been, it's been a very big learning experience. I've been talking to a lot of people in different schools, whether that's varsity or club sport also, or just a casual organization. I've been able to network with a bunch of schools, learn from them, and also help us out, try to, during this crazy time of COVID, um, figure out how to keep the community engaged and also prepare for the next semester to have teams that we still have and also new teams. 
Awesome, awesome, incredible story there. Really moving up the moving up the ranks quickly, as we can see. Um, awesome. So, Cindy, go ahead. Tell us the same introduction, where you started, and how that got you to where you are now. Um, hi, I'm Cindy. I'm vice president. I'm an upcoming sophomore at UTSA, and I started come to UTSA interested in esports because I started out as an Overwatch player, and so I was like, hey, I'm going to join this Discord at UTSA, meet some gaming friends. And that's also where I met Alexia. Mm. But I'm on the team right now, and then I became interested in the committees, um, such as tabling events and gra uh, graphics. And then afterwards, I went to PR uh, for a whole semester. And it was a very nice learning experience. Um, right now, I'm very interested in focusing on the competitive scene and making sure that uh, Roadrunner Gaming is a good platform on the path to pro for any esports player that they can join a team and they can have a credible team such as Roadrunner Gaming. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and after that one semester of being public relations officer, I became vice president. And it's, it's a lot to take in at once because I am, I just stopped being a freshman. But I really enjoy learning, and World of Gaming has been such a great environment for me. I met all my friends there, and it's basically like a home to me. So I really care a lot about the players. And I have a lot to learn still, but I, I want to keep learning. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like y'all are both in a great place and have that really good mindset of approaching every day with that, okay, how do I improve personally and for the betterment of the players, the students, that's ultimately what we're all here for, right? Making sure that everyone has the best setup for success, whatever that may look like, winning a championship, graduating with a really good degree, high honors, and getting a job, right? So many different ways. Absolutely love to see it. Um, a common theme that kept popping up there was the sense of community um, and how you're really striving to, both of you, develop the community um, in esports, not, not specifically focused on one game or another, but really expanding the community, including the casual gamers, um, and focusing on that support structure as well within your club. Um, so that kind of leads to my next question is, how, what steps do you specifically take to continue to expand the community, grow um, the gaming, the, the club sport, as well as the casual organization to be more embraceive and holistic of the entire community, whether that's inside the game, outside of the game, for competitive esports, or just casual fun gaming? So I'll let you start, Alexia, and then I'll let um, Cindy, you can respond after. Okay, personally, what I do is I'm in a bunch of Discord servers, um, different communities, either official or just collegiate. And I'll, I'll look for tournaments. I'll look for any events going on that our teams specifically can participate in. And if it's not just a competitive thing, then I can invite more casual members. But usually I try not to focus on like my game of Overwatch, which is the thing I know most about, right? But I'll look for anything else. I'll try to learn more about games. So that way, like right now, we have um, pickup games for Overwatch. We started it for Valorant and we're gonna start it for League of Legends as well. And then we also have like community night where we play party games. So it's really like a bunch of different things here and there for everybody. But for our team specifically, I will go out and look for tournaments, um, especially if it's not something we're already signed up with that we've done over the past few years. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Great to hear. Cindy, go ahead. Give us your thoughts. Um, going by what Alexia said with Community Nights, we do do that. Um, if we get to be on campus for the fall semester, 
they get to do more lands, um, more events with their competitive and casual players. Um, last semester, uh, due to COVID-19, we couldn't do it, but we were actually planning to do potlucks with the competitive and the casual players to meet each other. Mm. And, um, but right now, we're just sticking to community nights, and it's been a great success. Um, sometimes we have over like 30 people in the whole Discord voice channel. And it's a whole mix of like the teams and just um, new players. Some people like out of uh, UTSA as well. It's been a great experience. Yeah, sounds like it sounds like a crazy fun night um, with a bunch of people. And it's so nice to see that be able to happen online uh, with platforms like Discord and other communication services while we're all stuck at home still. Uh, hopefully things start to continue to reopen safely, of course. Um, but I'd love to get out there and have those lands again for sure. Um, another topic that kept popping up there um, those responses, the ones before, was the support structure that you have in place. So, you know, a lot of universities or colleges across the nation, they only, they don't really have that much. They might have a president, they might have a director, but not too much more. Sounds like you have a lot more um, there at UC San Antonio. So tell me a little bit more about what that support structure looks like and really what that important is, importance is for the players as they continue to compete and grow their um, possibilities as well. I'll let you go first, Alexia, again. Okay. So right now, I believe we have seven officers, which is a president, a vice president, a secretary, two event coordinators, which is new this uh, year, two public relations officers, and a treasurer. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have, they're not on the executive board like us, but we have game coordinators. So these are people who step up to volunteer to be in charge of more, like, Specifics to each game, they'll be in charge of tryouts for teams and putting together events if they have the time to. And then within that, there's also coaches and managers that are able to exist and apply. Everyone has to be interviewed and have some sort of experience and knowledge, of course. But really, all of it's volunteer-based. You have to apply, of course, but I don't force anybody to take up a position because I'm not going to force someone to do something they don't want to do. Um, and really, everything's self-run. If there's a position that needs to be filled or it's just not getting filled, like I'll personally try to take charge where I can or help out with the captain of a team that needs help. And also, just right now, like our Valorant team isn't official, so I've been trying to help out with finding stuff for them just because they don't have a dedicated game coordinator in that sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Valorant's super exciting. I know it just released um, and it's full, so exciting to see where that goes for sure. Cindy, what about you? Um, what Speak to the importance of the, those structures that are already in place. Um, Alexa, I can't describe it better than myself, but um, no matter what happens with any of the game coordinators, coaches, or managers, you can always rely on the board and even more so the president and vice president. No matter what happens, if they are too busy or just like don't want to do it, we will always take up the mantle for them. Like mm -hmm. no matter what, we will never let our players down. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking more specifically to the competitive side of things and the esports teams that you guys have there, um, what does a day-to-day -day practice routine look like? How does your team continue to um, expand and improve on a day-to-day -day practice? What kind of things do they focus on for those listeners out there that are wondering how they can continue to get better um, at the that that next level and being in collegiate um esports so what does that day-to-day -day stuff look like i'll let cindy speak to this and she has hands-on experience <laughs> yeah for sure 
Um, so I am on the Overwatch white team for UTSA. And so we, uh, since TESPA uh, delayed this, this competition until June, even though it's supposed to be a spring competition, we still kept up all scrims. So do two scrims a, a week. And plus, we're also doing more water video. We're uh, talking to more coaches. I'm making sure every team scrims no matter what. Because they did sign up for a team they did want to improve. And so we want to keep doing that for them. Even if they don't have any competitions, they will keep, keep improving with us. And in the meantime, we're trying to find smaller tournaments. Um, we're interested in like uh, GT leagues or um, right now we're doing test again, which is great for our players. But uh, mm -hmm. we just keep, keep practicing no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that continues grind, both in the game and outside the game, right? In scams and then in VOD review, too. A lot of people overlook the importance of, now, and, you know, analyzing your own gameplay, especially at, you know, some of the more casual levels, right? They're, like, just playing, or they think they'll get better by just playing. Like, you know, you got to have that dedicated approach that it sounds like you guys have, for sure. So my next question would be kind of looking towards the future, and this is more for you, Alexia, on that more um, presidential side, right? Looking to the future, what opportunities or expansion hopefuls do you have? Do you hope to look towards maybe becoming a varsity athletic program and getting more dedicated support from the university? Um, do you hope to see other organizations come in and help um, develop more leagues like outside of TESPA or NACE? So speak to a little bit about what that future horizon looks like um, in that best way possible in your vision. So right now, I've had a lot of opportunity to work with a lot of things just outside of our gaming club. So for example, uh, me and Cindy are both in a focus group for developing a varsity program for UTSA, um, where we just get to have our insights on what gaming has been for us on the competitive side, because we're really the only help that they have for that competitive collegiate scene, since we have experience there with developing it through TESPA and also any other tournaments that are catering to us. Um, so I really hope for UTSA specifically, I can continue to help, whether or not that it's a volunteer position or maybe I'll just decide to try to apply and help. I want to see UTSA have an esports varsity program at some point. And even beyond that, there are programs that I've looked into for like developing high school students and even younger than that, like their esports talents and programs. Um, I just applied for an internship that actually does this, where they'll just try to provide any financial aid and also just some resources for parents to learn more about esports. And that's something that even if I'm not directly a part of, other organizations hopefully will see that this is an opportunity to not only get more people into the scene, but also have parents more comfortable with their kids playing games here and then, mm -hmm. even though they have homework to do. Um, I've just had a lot of opportunities recently to network uh, more so on the collegiate side and also just looking towards the future of UTSA more specifically. Yeah, sounds incredible. A lot of bright things on the horizon there. Now, a little twist to that question for you, Cindy. Cindy as a player on one of the teams in, um, in the competitive scene of Overwatch, right? It's a very competitive tier one esport. Um, what do you hope to see change, especially from that, that younger age, right? Those high school players. What do you hope to see change where they can really harbor their talents and bring them to that next level? Um, are there any particular programs that you know of or outreaches or developmental training that you hope to see change so we really get a 
bring in a new wave of really great talent into collegiate programs? Um, for that right now, it depends on Blizzard's uh, path to pro, because right now it's kind of it's rocky and some people don't know if Overwatch esports will be a thing in the future, but I still have hope for it. Yeah. Um, the best we can do is go through like uh, open division and then contenders and so forth. Um, for the program, I'm just hoping that, again, like Alexa said, we can go to Boston esports and make it to people that like esports can be a career. You can, you can make money off it. You can play like not just as a hobby or as just a fun team. Like this can be a career for you guys. And so eventually I want to work towards like uh, things like scholarships uh, and team game rooms, anything to support players and make sure they have everything they need to become an esports player in case they do have stuff like um, bad um, computers or just bad Wi-Fi. I want to provide that for, for them. Yeah, exactly. Having that basis and that foundation is so important because um, it just leads to so much more, right? It gives you the ability to keep improving and keep growing on that day-to-day -day basis, which is ultimately what we want in any competition. It doesn't have to be esports, traditional sports, doesn't matter. If you have that basis, then you can continue to improve. Uh, so that's awesome. We are unfortunately running out of time. I do have time for one last question though. Um, kind of going off what I just asked, if you had, both, and this is for both of you, if you had one or two pieces of advice for high school students that have that drive in esports and they want to bring either their skills into the playing side, like yourself, Cindy, or into the support staff side, right? Being a president, VP, both of you fulfill those. Um, what advice would that be? Um, Alexia, I'll let you start. Don't be afraid to take risks. Esports and gaming in general as like a career and an industry is built upon risk because it's just a growing technology. Um, there's things that people don't know if it'll work or not. So you just have to try. You just have to keep trying. Just one failure is not going to prevent you from succeeding at any point. Someone's going to want to take you up on a team or you can just keep practicing and practicing and get better. It's just all of these things, even if they seem kind of minimal, will just add, in the end add up to an actual path for you in esports or the gaming industry. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. What about you, Cindy? Um, if you have a drive for it, never give up. I usually think that I can never like become an esports player because I recently, I, I bought my PC about three years ago. And so Overwatch was my first video game. Like, I keep talking about it too, but it was my first video game. And so I wasn't very good at it until I practice and practice and practice. And especially if you are a woman in gaming, it does feel a bit more pressure on you to do better, to stand out more than others. And so if you have all these obstacles in front of you, never give up. You will succeed if you, if you keep trying. Anything is possible. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Having that ambition and desire is so important in climbing any mountain for that matter. Uh, but in esports specifically, there's so many times I know I used to play competitive and it's like, oh my God, I've been grinding and grinding and grinding and practicing and practicing and to what avail, right? And you start doubting. Um, and then that's where so many people just stop because they don't know what that next step, step is. But, you know, have it, keeping that desire and ambition will go a long way for sure. So absolutely agree mm -hmm. there. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Had a great conversation on a number of different points. So real fast, both of you, tell us where we can find um, more information about UT um, San Antonio. And if we want to reach out to you guys to ask you any more questions for those listeners out there. 
So, Alexia, let, um, let us know uh, for yourself, and then we'll let you send you go. Well, we have Discord, which you can find us on our vanity URL, which is just RRGSA. We also have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, which right now I don't remember the exact links, but. A, good, a quick Google search will probably find it, right? Yes. Awesome. What about you, Cindy? Anything to add? Um, if anyone wants to have a more in-depth conversation about being a player or esports, they're also uh, free to message me on the Discord as well. Um, my name is Cinder on the RGSA. Anyone's free. If anyone has the motivation to keep improving and want to learn, I will teach them. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the one thing I always say is that never hesitate to reach out to anybody in esports because mm -hmm. we all love to talk. We love to sit down and just really help expand the industry as a whole at whatever level we can. So everyone out there, thanks for joining us once again. Another great topic of PGD Esports, um, really trying to help foster the scene to the next level. Um, out there, everyone out there currently in the current pandemic, please stay healthy, please stay happy, take care of your loved ones. Uh, thank you guys again so much for joining us. And ultimately, stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.